0: Hey guys, your girl Nia J back again with another episode of Dynasty Queens. I have my beautiful co-host,
1: Pamela Nicole.
0: What's up? And here we go. (laughs) Hey guys, today's episode of Dynasty Queens was brought to you by our official sponsor, Fashion Nova. Check out all the hottest fall fashions and get your 40% off. Don't forget to scan the QR code right here. Tell them Nia J sent you. (laughs) Ew. Pam, what are we, what are we talking about today? Let's give the viewers a little bit of insight on
1: what, what the topic of the day For is. Sure. I'll let you lead us. I know, like, a lot, a lot of stuff has been circulating on socials lately, and it's been based on, like, the classroom. And as me being a mom, it just kind of gives it an insight of, like, what the heck is actually going on in these classrooms where these kids are actually recording these teachers and people are just going crazy. So I do want to touch on what happens like in the classroom and what you know, honestly if kids should be punished for their actions. Cause some of these situations that are being recorded and put on socials is insane girl. I'm like, now you know, you shouldn't have been recording that, but here we are. Exactly. You know? Yeah.
0: I feel the same way. I feel like today's teenager or even like younger, like adolescent prepubescent, they are out of control. And I just feel like, I think it's a difference between like the boomers who had children, like our parents, you know, versus like, I'd say maybe some millennials, because I guess we were brought up completely different. Girl, I think though, the core of the issue, we're not whipping them butts no more. Mm. We are not whipping those kids butt cheeks anymore. Just let them run them up, do whatever they want to do, you know, and I feel that's part of the problem. I feel like, look, you know very well, growing up in our households, I'm sure you got a little lick, a pop, you know what I'm saying? All the time. <laughs>
1: All the time.
0: <laughs> and I'm not trying to put my mama or daddy on blast or anything like that, but you know what I'm saying? And I think that's something that was normal you know, with our generation and then, of course, with the elders before that. We could probably take it all the way back to slavery, even. Um, You know, I feel that at that point in time, Black people had a mindset of, you know, let's just be strong. Mm -hmm. Regardless, let's toughen up our children. So I know that is definitely when we started instilling, you know, those principles into our children. Like, you have to. They didn't have a choice. You have to work. From dust to dawn. You don't have a choice. So we gotta beat it into you, just like Massa. But I'd rather be the one to give you the ass with than, than Massa. Right? Right, right, right. Because yeah. <laughs> you can be our Massa. But, so I think when you go all the way back, yeah, back generation, you know, generations past, that's really what it boiled down to. We didn't have a choice. We had to be tough. We had to have our children be tough. It was just like a mindset. You
1: know what I'm saying? Of but here's another thing that, like, kind of, it, it's just the mindset, like, we're talking about is just insane. Because, you know, I understand. I used to get whoopings all the time. You know, that was just, you know what I'm saying? And as black people, that's how you, you know, reprimand your kids. But nowadays, it's like, oh, I have so much childhood trauma because you whooped me. Or you you raised your voice. It's, it's a whole different aspect of like being oversensitive and causing all these childhood traumas for this generation coming up which is mind-blowing honestly it's like so you don't know what we went through
0: <laughs> right exactly so do you think it really it kind of just went from literally one end of the spectrum to the complete other there was no in between yeah absolutely we were like we were hearted and we were like we had we had no choice exactly. We're gonna, you know, beat it into our kids. To now, the kids are really? like, "Oh, you know." Mm-hmm. They my parents it. can't tell me that. I can call the cops, and my parents are going to jail. And that happens, it's,
1: you mm-hmm. know.
0: If that's been happening, parents who are actually disciplining their children in public are getting held accountable. You know, yeah. accounted for criminally. It's considered a crime.
1: You know what I'm you saying? I don't like
0: that word. As a kid in the 90s, early 2000s, they still had those paddles with the holes in them and the wooden. Now, my parents didn't let me get whooped in school. I was one of those kids. They were like, okay, we'll handle her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought all in all, I was
0: a really good child. But, you know, there are those few instances where.
1: You know, you gotta go back, know, to- you know, come back to the world a little bit. Like, oh, okay. Exactly. Like, girl,
0: mm-mm. Not nah, my day,
1: like still growing up
0: in the 90s to like the 2000s as a child, they still had those paddles with the holes in them, you know, those big paddles and they were beating your ass in school. Now, my parents didn't let me get ass whippings in class. They were like, you know what, we're going to handle it when we get home. We'll take care of her. And I don't feel like to this day, I don't feel any sense of PTSD or trauma or I don't feel the need to have therapy for that, at least
1: for that part of my life. You know what I'm saying? So I agree. I think a lot I, of people, they have gentle, that's what they call gentle parenting now where they, they want to like give their child the, the experience or like the, I guess, um option of like, we can punish you this way or you can listen and I don't have to touch you. I don't think it works. my thing about that is if you're giving the child the choice
0: to choose the disciplinary action, that kind of takes your power away as the authoritative figure. That's just my personal opinion. It's like it kind of diminishes, and that right there is one of the reasons I would say is why there's so much disrespect. With those kids now as they go into the middle schools and the high schools of today, the way they're disrespecting their teachers, talking to grown folks, crazy mm-hmm. because nobody told them that you can't talk to grown people this way. Like it's not, it's not etiquette. It's not right. And back in the day, you get popped, clean across your mouth,
1: teeth, a couple of times. Okay, like no, you're not talking to Miss Geraldine, like the Ms. one who Geraldine. just made. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just make the pound cake at the church house you you said what <laughs> young man? Oh,
1: no. I don't know her, her across my your question though is when did this happen? what what occurred in like the, like the past 20 years to where this became acceptable you know what I mean? because I feel like after we graduated from high school something shifted and it's gotten worse. gross every year
0: no you know what our generation was bad
1: okay i will
0: say that it's just so slowly progressed like to getting worse over time but i really feel it was probably with gen x the ones right before us um you know the ones who were maybe like born after the boomers like the ones who had kids like in the 70s or grew up you know that time frame i feel like I don't know. I feel like with the way culture, pop culture was changing, like, and there was hip-hop and, you know, MTV and BET and all these outlets where you can see people doing crazy stuff, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It kind of put people into a mindset of, like, hey, it's a liberation. Like, I'm going to do what I want to do, regardless of what my mom and daddy are
1: talking about. I mean, that, that rebellious know? spirit, I think that, you know, that's that's normal to have that rebellious spirit, but there's just Whew, the stuff I've seen on socials, it's just, it's crazy. People taking chairs and hitting their teachers upside the head because they hit their yes. phones away. what?
0: Girl, I tell you, I know. It's just ridiculous. And a lot of it, you know, some of it is, is scripted. I know a lot of the stuff we see on social media is not correct, but a lot of stuff is real and it's really happening. There are actual students who are abusing teachers or people in leadership. You know what I mean? So, and they don't
1: pay anything to feel, deal with this, honestly. They do not pay
0: Yeah, I just feel it's like a problem and I don't feel that, I don't feel it's getting addressed. I feel it's getting worse. Everything that's in social media today, it tells kids like, hey, I really don't need my parents for anything. Mm-hmm. Really. I can order food off the phone. I can buy my own stuff off the phone with my parents' credit card. You know, it's like, We've become dumber and less interpersonal communication with people. It's all through our devices. And I feel kids have that a detachment kind of from their parents.
1: You know yeah, what I mean? I, I do want to add on to that too, as far as like, you know, when we were growing up, mom and dad were like, there we worked a nine to five, you know, you did, you know, you were around, like the parents were around, like when we were growing up. I feel like a lot of parents these days, they have, um, they don't really see their parents, you know what I mean? Don't they don't see mom and dad often or they're you know, they have to take the school bus to school and back home and nobody's home when they leave, nobody's home when they get home, you know. So essentially they are raising themselves. You know what I mean? Especially without any like parental figures present for like any amount of time. Yeah.
0: You know, it's really sad.
1: It it really is. But at the same time
0: you have to look at it full circle. Some of these parents who aren't home, they're not out partying or at the bar drinking or something like that. They're working a second and third job because guess what? Inflation, and now we're really looking at this generation of children. Inflation, especially post like the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, girl, every avenue, everything is more expensive. <laughs> so people got to work, they have to grind. And unfortunately, they may not be able to afford daycare um, babysitter, you know, something like that, the kid got to stay at home. And if, that's a whole nother, like, that's a whole nother monster. <laughs> that's a whole nother
1: problem. But babies in survival mode at an early, early age is...
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, that's been going on for a few generations, but of course now, like I said, after the pandemic and stuff, it's gotten worse over time. But I'd say for a couple generations, you know, that's how, that's how it's been. Yeah. Parents have had to do so much just to make sure they can keep a roof over their kid's head. So it's actually like, if you think about it, there's so many factors that play a key into why maybe kids are so angry and so rebellious.
1: You don't know what these kids are exposed to. True. Now, when you're talking you know, about corporal punishment. I don't think that's a good... I mean, essentially, it would be great, but not for this demographic of children because the minute a teacher comes up and is like ready to like you know oil on somebody the kid's ready to fight like fists up ready to go like let's go what you gonna do old lady what you gonna do old man like that's that mentality so I don't really think that corporal punishment would do anything but escalate it into like more violence you know what I mean
0: you know I have a story myself from back in elementary school I went to a particular school in Houston and I'm not gonna name any names but um We'll talk about it off air. <laughs> um, mainly because the teachers there were, they were like at their wit's end with these children. The kids were so bad. And girl, it was a private school though. It was a private school. But I feel like sometimes kids that are exposed to like, you know, the flashier things are, they're, you know, they are bad as hell. Because they're spoiling <laughs> practice. That's the reason. So yeah, I went to this school. The kids were really bad. I had one teacher in particular. And I'll tell you about two teachers real quick. One of the teachers, when the kids were getting so loud, he was like, shut the hell up. And he would like take erasers and throw them at the students that were talking. And there's like, you know, at least three erasers lined against these are the chalkboard days. I don't know what they're (laughs) using these. These are the chalkboard days, you know. He would lather that chalk on them and throw them at them kids' faces. And, you know, <laughs> I had another teacher at the same school. She was really heavy into Christianity and she would just literally get on her knees and start praying and crying.
1: Like, Lord, please, these children. Like, she would
0: literally wow.
1: get on her knees
0: and start, you know. So, this is like late 90s. So, if you can imagine that's what I saw. Girl, them kids today. We have no idea. I mean, you being a mother, what are some of the things that, you know, your daughter tells you about, like, what kids are talking about? Some of the stuff you're like, ooh, really?
1: They're talking about that. That's a good question. She tells me stuff like, you know, oh, there's fights after school. There's this. And we live in an area where it's more like you have more like affluent kids in the area and stuff. Um, Just for us, it's just like to have that better sense of education. I don't want her around like all the violence and stuff that I've heard about in other areas, you know, but it don't matter if the kids are rich. It don't matter if the kids are poor. You've got the drama straight off the board everywhere. You know what I mean? So it's always fights. It's always, oh, this one's getting bullied. This person's doing this. Um, and now she's in high school. I don't really hear much of anything. So I'm sure when the school year progresses, I'll hear more stories. But right now it it's just it's smooth sailing. But middle school was it was something
0: <laughs> I can only imagine, like, you know, just everything that kids are exposed to. Because, you know, when we were growing up, we did have the Internet, but it was still fairly new. We had to go log into our computers. We had to dial up. And if somebody called the house phone, guess what? We have no connection. Like, We're like, off. Oh, I'm working on a book report. Hello, like, please don't lock me off. <laughs> You know, those days. But the kids today, it's a touch of a button on their phone, their iPad, whatever, their Apple Watch, you know? So kids have access to all kinds of things. The internet is a crazy place. There's the dark web. So our kids are exposed to so much at a very, very, very young age.
1: Now, I will tell you a story. This was actually from um, a teacher friend of mine back in Houston. Um, What the boys would do was make an Instagram page, right? And they would put all the hottest girls, the sluttiest girls, the girls they want to smash. And then you rate them on Instagram. And, like, all these people follow these pages. And you're basically just rating these little girls. And I'm just like, excuse me. You know, that's cyberbullying to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, it, it's gone from, you know, back in the day, it was like, oh, oh, fight after school. Let's go. And you like go outside, you know, it still happens. But I think most of the fighting is online now.
0: The cyberbullying. Yeah. yeah. You know, and with the cyberbullying, I know it can also lead to um, depression or Higher suicide rates and you know young people, so that's really an unfortunate um, perspective or part of it, you know that I, you don't really think of. So I'm glad you brought that up because that is also a result of this. Like when kids think they are grown and entitled because they pretty much have done for themselves. Like I said, they can order the things with the click of a button. They don't need their parents for anything you know, literally accept their money, their income. And a lot of people under a certain age, they don't understand that my parent is working hard to take care of my little tail. They don't, they just like, okay, they think it's their duty to take care of them, which you know, hey, that's your child. It's supposed to be, but it doesn't have to be. So I think these kids are the ones who are really perpetuating such behavior. And it's really unfortunate that that leads to what happens with the kids with the suicides and you know, cutting themselves or whatever, you know, it is that people
1: are doing. Agreed. So mm-hmm. this is really unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. I do want to bring this up. Um, actually I actually had posted this a couple of days ago. I don't know if you saw this. It was, it was on, I think it was on the shade room. Um, so this it's basically, I don't know if it was scripted or not. It looked crazy, but there were like older kids. So it looked like high school age kids in a classroom. The teacher is doing some kind of lesson. But she has the LGBTQ, the LGBTQ, excuse me, plus uh, f- uh, flag that's covering the map of the world, right? mom okay. storms in and tears the flag off of the bulletin board or whatever, and she's, I don't pay, I don't pay taxes to have you uh, teaching my kids about this and that. I'm trying to raise a man, like I'm trying to do this and that. So that was a whole nother thing. We're talking about kids being disrespectful. Parents too, like because that was she had no business doing that. First and foremostly, you do what you want. If you want to show pride in a certain way, okay, you can do it very discreetly. I don't really fully agree that that flag should have been up, but at the same time, mom shouldn't have came in there, you know, guns ablazing and just tearing stuff down, telling her that you know you don't know what you're doing, you don't know how to teach because you're not going to teach my child how to be a man with this up in the like in the classroom.
0: I feel like she could have handled it a lot differently. Um, It could have had a similar tone, but the way she conducted it. So, for example, she could have went to the principal's office and talked to somebody in authority at the school, um, superintendent or whoever, um, and addressed the matter like, hey, I don't feel comfortable with this amount of expression being in the classroom display for all of them. Cause some of the kids don't even know what that is yet. You know? So maybe parents don't want to expose them to that until it's time. You know, I don't know. Some people say, I don't know. It may confuse them, whatever. I'm not really certain, but I definitely
1: felt that she could have handled that differently. You know what I'm saying? So now here's the part that killed me too. The the little boy, or the not the little boy, but her son was just like, I told you this was going to happen. I told you, I told you, didn't I tell you talking to the teacher? Like, yo, so, yeah. wow. so I'm just like, yeah. wow, like just utter disrespect. So the apple don't fall too far from the tree, honestly. The apple
0: doesn't fall too far from the tree. And when you don't respect yourself, your parent doesn't respect you, you don't respect your parent, you won't respect any other adult, let alone someone who's teaching you, you know, in school. Because school has the most confinements. Like, you know, I do feel... I feel like when we're really young, before preschool or anything like that, I think kids have a more creative mind. I feel that they'll have greater ambition before they go to school and they're exposed to kids of different class or different, whatever it is. When they're thrown out there, because kids are literally thrown out there. There's no other way to say it. They're thrown out there into the world. And I think as they get older, they become self-conscious because of that exposure. But at the same time, you have to expose them so they can have some type of immunity to to BS. You have to
1: learn, you know?
0: (laughs) You have to learn. Unfortunately, some bruises are needed, really. Some scrapes and burns are needed. Agreed.
1: Agreed.
0: Because they were life lessons. If you didn't go through that, you may have not become the man or woman that you are today. And I feel a lot of people take that for granted. Because like I said, their glutes, their electronics... There's a loss of connection like human to human, parent to, to child. The parents working, hustling, thinking about paying bills, feeding the brat they gave birth to. <laughs> the kid, <laughs> the kid is like, I'm entitled to everything because I'm whoever I am. And yeah, you're supposed to work and take care of me, and I can do whatever I want to do. So it's a disconnect because of you know the way society is. Just think, like I was saying, back in slavery time, we weren't doing nothing but working. Yeah. So you can imagine, also, if the adult was getting whooped and beat on the plantation by the massa, they probably wanted to release some of that frustration, unfortunately, on their children. And that is really toxic I mean? But I mean, come on, the ancestors had no outlet. They had no right. That's that, that's all they had. <laughs> Play therapy. Uh, there wasn't on Sundays. you get therapy. They got
1: to go to church on Sunday. They didn't have therapy. Yeah. So, I mean, that was like their once a week therapy, I guess you can say. You know what I mean? It's like.
0: Can you just imagine like sidebar the PTSD, the undiagnosed PTSD of all the freely enslaved people after the proclamation? Uh,
1: can
0: you imagine all of the people walking around with PTSD?
1: You know what? It's I, I wonder how long i doing servant
0: jobs. See you later. But I
1: wonder, though, because, you know, like, I'll ask my mom, like, stuff about, you know, did you deal with, like, you know, mental health, you know, stuff like that. And it's just like, nah, like, it's it's a sign of weakness. It's, you know, we don't, that's just a part of my, their character in, in a sense, you know, and I'm just like, it's mind-blowing that a lot of people, you know, they're set in their ways. They just incorporated that as part of their personality versus... Something they needed to actually deal with. You know what I mean?
0: I feel it trickled down generation from generation, from those slave days to the next ones who were the freely, you know, the free people who I'm sure had a lot of trauma. It probably created women beaters and abusers and alcoholics and all kind of stuff because, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But there's nobody around to give them a psychological. Yeah. Evaluation. No, who cares? Yeah, that that was the mind frame, honestly. And then the same can be said about, unfortunately, veterans and stuff, too. I know a lot of people who have crazy stories about being married or dating someone who was, you know, in the military or the armed forces and just the level of trauma they have. So when you, when you include, like, uh, mental illness or somebody's upbringing or... So many different factors can play a part to how that child is uprooted, yeah. literally. But I just feel like more than 50% of the parents now are just lacking in some department, whether it be the emotional support that the child needs or just that physical touch like, hey, I love you, that's child. That's so yeah. you know? Letting the kid know their love. Because some kids say, like, it happened.
1: My parent never told me that. Oh.
0: You
1: know, I'm not saying me, but, you know. It's so sad to hear, you know, like. And then at that point, that goes with them the rest of their lives because they fail at relationships because they don't know how to express love. They don't know how to, you know, like, it's just a deteriorating cycle. Well, let me ask you, if you were if you were like a superintendent of like the city of Atlanta, like you were like the highest and you like you delegated this and that to like all the schools in Atlanta. Let's just say, what would you say your top three rules would be? Like if you were to change the infrastructure as far as these badass kids and like the way that they speak to people and the way that they interact and everything with adults, what would you change and what would you enforce?
0: It's a really tough question because once again, we're trying to debate whether or not The corporal punishment part is even ethical in schools. But I would say, you don't want to know what I would say, because I would say bring it back. That's what I would say. I feel that since that's been taken out of the schools, it's just the chaos has gone to a whole nother level. The way that these adolescents going into teenagers, going into young adults, the way they behave in public, you know. Like I said, there was a lack when it came to the upbringing and how they were raised and all that. So there's so many things that we can say about that. But if I was a superintendent, and by the way, my great aunt, who passed away almost two years ago, she was, she ran the Houston Independent School District. She was like Miss Houston Superintendent, all that good stuff. So if you ever attended a Houston Independent School District School, HISD, she was, you know, over that. Joanne Newsom, got be with her. So if I was in that position or role, um, I know some of the things that she used to talk about was doing like programs and stuff for the kids. She was really um, into that, like really being interactive with the children, stuff that I feel a lot of other people in leadership probably are cold and they're just like, I'm just here to collect the check. Mm -hmm. Somebody like my great aunt, she really cared about the community. You know, even when she retired from that, she went into the parks department and you know, reinstated programs and stuff for kids in Houston. So I can take from that, just being around her and listening to the stories she would tell my grandma, um, I would bring corporal punishment back. Um let's see what else I would do. I mean look <laughs> These kids really need to have a taste of like what. It, see, back in the day, I don't know how they run it nowadays, but you had a couple warnings. You were out of here. Expelled, whatever. You know, I feel like today. Everybody's even diagnosed. Oh, it's OK, because Timmy is, you know, um, he has uh, ADHD and he's on Ritalin medication. So give him a pass. Anybody can get a sticky note from a doctor. Anybody can get an RX. Should it excuse the behavior? No. Or better yet, not the behavior. Should it excuse the disciplinary action that follows the behavior? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's a whole other thing because nowadays every every other person's kid is... Autism is a very touchy subject so I'm hesitant to say that. but But everybody's kid is ADHD or ADD mm-hmm. or... Like behavioral issue, some type of issue. So, because of that, that's another reason that you know, hey, he takes medication, he gets a pass. But now you got fifteen hundred kids in the same school; they all have that RX <laughs> from the doctor. You know, so I don't know. That's a whole other thing, too. It really, when it when it comes down to it, it's really like I said, the whole. Cultural wave that's been going on since like the early '80s into the '90s, 2000s to
1: today. It's just, No, oh, I feel that. I will say, it's like <laughs> I, I, I am. I understand the whole corporal punishment aspect of everything. When you're telling me this, girl, all I can think about is how big these kids. I don't know kind of the hormones they putting in this food now. These kids are towering over these teachers. And we're talking about corporal punishment. These yeah. teachers gonna <laughs> be in wheelchairs and have broken ribs. Have broken ribs. <laughs> How are we supposed to jelly exactly.
0: an cream giant,
1: you know?
0: That's a really good, that's a really good um not perspective, but a really good um, view on that because once again, I'm not thinking about that. These kids look like grown
1: folk, <laughs> really? you
0: No. Know? The boys look like grown men, or whatever.
1: And you know, the math teacher may not be willing to wrestle. You know, oh boy! Look, no. Ethel probably from, is. You know, seventy-six years old teaching algebra. Ethel can't handle. You know, <laughs> not Ethel. <laughs> Ethel can't <laughs> handle can't all that. You know, and, no, not but at all. Yeah. There, uh, to pick her up. I thought it was a grown-ass man coming out that school. I like, hold on. Because back in the day, boys couldn't have facial hair. They couldn't have all that stuff. This man had a... And I'm saying this man, it was a child. This He's man-child a child had a full beard and a full mustache. And I'm just like, out here looking like the guy cocaine man. Sir, when, <laughs> when, did, when did we allow this? Because I was so confused. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I agree with you. That's another thing there. Kids are are growing up at a faster rate so they feel like, hey, I'm grown. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. It's just a perpetual cycle of just BS. And I don't see like any immediate resolution. I don't know because we're on a fast track now. We are on a fast track. To see like Girl, pretty soon it's going to be robots running everything. People
1: won't have any jobs. You know, for real, though. Because, I mean, a good example of that, Walmart. We got self-checkouts. We don't have people. I mean, we already had the issue with they didn't have enough people to check us out at the stores. We check ourselves out now. We have curbside. The interaction, like you said, with people is becoming less and less.
0: It is. It's becoming less and less. And people are also, because of that, because of the tech... Losing jobs. So once again, what does that correlate to? Guess what? I got to pick up several jobs. I can't be at home to cook dinner or go do homework with Timmy when it's time. You know, I can't be that
1: mentor that he needs. I got to pay these bills, and it's it's a it's a sad thing. It really is because it's like you have to put it on the scale and weigh outweigh which one is more important. And it's like you can't even answer it. You know what I mean? Cause like your child's exactly. important, paying the bills is important too. So it's like, what do you do?
0: And the thing is that
1: both are acts of love. Cause if you're
0: at that time, if you're focusing all your energy on the child and screw the bills, which sounds really crazy when you think about it, an act of love, but also if you're taking your time to dedicate to making money to feed your kids and put a roof over your head, then obviously that's love as well once again though kids it's a disconnect they're not thinking like that
1: at all. you know if their mind has you know I feel like and I've always said this like if you have like a bad child I've seen actually someone did a skit on this and it was kind of like a life lesson kid was acting crazy in school and so the dad had a cop friend who came after school cuffed the kid put him in the back of the cop car and put him in a, in a cell just so you can feel like, yeah, it, it's intense. But that kid, he definitely remembered that. And it's like, you know what? This is not where I want to be. So let me, let, me exactly. have to let me do what I'm supposed to. So I don't ever have to go through this again.
0: Yeah. See, and that's another thing. I, I used to love those shows. Like, what was it? The, um, Steve Wilco's. And who else would do that? Mari would have people come in. Like, um major pain type of dudes yeah, so come out and discipline kids. You know, and then later from that, they had the shows like um where they actually took kids to prison mm-hmm. and showed them, hey, this could be you. So like scared straight. Do you think that those tactics are long term? Or do you think sometimes the producers of those shows kind of persuade the kid, you know, or even if not, Do you think it's going to be like a long-term change from that one
1: interaction? It, It really just depends on the situation. It depends on the person. So like, let's just say Timmy is like a straight A student and he got in with the wrong crowd and he's acting crazy now. I think in that infrastructure, he would be a good candidate for like, okay, let me go through this, go through it and come back to like reality. You know what I'm saying? He got lost for a little bit and then he came back. Yeah. Now another kid that's, like, raised, you know, kind of like how we were talking about, like, I'm raising myself. I don't need nobody. My mom's not around. My daddy's not around. You know, F this, F that. They're not scared of anything. That is the child you got to watch out for. The child that is not scared of anything. Drake. You know?
0: Oh, no. He's... <laughs>
1: Wait a minute. I was
0: thinking Drake lyrics. <laughs> what what's that song? He's like, mama's not around. The Daddy is not around. See, and also with situations yeah. like that, men are already like thinking, okay, uh, predatory men are like, okay, this woman is down and abused or battered or whatever or has a story, so let me take advantage of that. Once again, that's a whole nother. Ugh. It can lead to so much negativity, actually, but the main thing is to give your kids um, a solid foundation from the start or at least along the way trying to get it right because and i'm sure you can tell the the viewers i mean there's never 100 percent getting it right because it's like it's right? a trial and
1: error you know honestly parenting is trial and error you're gonna find something that works and then a couple months later that may not work anymore so you have to come up with like you know plan a plan b plan c whatever X, Y, Z. you have to have other things incorporated and work together, teamwork. And this isn't per se saying like you have to be with the um, the father, the mother, but teamwork mm-hmm. as in a sense of you and the child as a team coming yeah. together, when like figuring it out, coming up with a plan and executing it. You know, and it's it's work. <laughs> you know, but as long as you have that kind of teamwork and relationship where y'all can talk about things and say okay what what do you need help with how can i help even if it's like a financial burden there are, there are so many programs like mentorships you know there's other things that can help children you know especially if the parents aren't able to you know pay for like a private tutor or you know whatever a babysitter. Right. there's other public you know services that they can use
0: Exactly. Right. I feel exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah. I mean, when you just think about it, there's so many things, so many factors um, that play a role in how that kid is going to grow up. It's plain and simple as that. I don't know what, like I said, I don't know what we can do as a society to kind of like
1: Aid like in that
0: bring process. it back to the way it once was <laughs> you know what I mean it take a while,
1: honestly the way that the way that people's mindsets are like I, I feel like you know everything progresses with time and I really feel like that aspect of what we're talking about is being lost day by day you know and mm-hmm. there's For a, sure. no like connection of oh this is what it was like well That was back, you know, and of course, the little sassy attitude, well, that was back in the day. This isn't then, you know, this is what we do now, you know, there's no open mindedness anymore as far as Mm -hmm. getting back together, that sense of community, like you said, that's so important.
0: I definitely think back in the day, it really took a village to raise a child. That does not exist anymore. Back in the day, you know, you could be like, hey, go down the street to uh, so-and-so's house, you know, ask her for if she has any sugar. Can what? she put some sugar in something like that and come back? Because nowadays you gotta be like, well, shoot, did they did they lace it? That You know what I'm saying? Like you have to think of so many things because
1: people are crazy. Like I love that you brought people that. Are, I love that high. you brought that up, girl. I wasn't even thinking about if it was lace. I'm thinking about is there a pedophile living at that house and I'm letting my child go over <laughs> there? All the Pedophile, whatever.
0: Are, like, my, my kid going to be exposed to drugs with fentanyl all kinds of stuff that you really have to think about that is now and it's happening and it's
1: killing young people it's killing people and it's, it's sad you can't even do like simple wholesome things anymore without having that negative mm-hmm. thought in the back of your head like mm, maybe not you know exactly
0: and you can't trust people at all You cannot trust people at all, like it is crazy. The world is crazy. So even for those, you know, I'm sure we have um, viewers watching who are parents who can relate to having to work more than one job to provide for their families. By all means, we are not bashing or anything. We're just kind of shedding light to an alternative perspective of like what's happening in today's society. It's not saying it's your fault because you're wrapped up in that cycle of what's happening in this country. So it's not really your fault, (laughs) but we're just saying that because of that, the cause and effect is these kids are bug wild, like out of control. (laughs) No no offense to any of our Dynasty Queen um, viewers out there because we know the hustle is real. You have to do what you have to do or else you're going to be homeless and destitute with children to look after. So nobody wants that. But like Pam is saying, your kids are going to be exposed to more negative and harm if you're not around pedophiles, drugs at an early age, early sex, agreed,
1: all kinds of things. But you know, too, I would also like, like in the comments, if y'all want to leave a comment, like tell us your story on like, if you're working multiple jobs, if you're, you're doing what you're doing your best, you're doing the best you can, like. I love to have different aspects of like different situations and see like oh, how you make how did you make it work and you know how are you making it work um, with the circumstances. So please send us you know send us some comments. Let us know like what your routines are and everything too. So that's awesome. You know just to hear like different perspectives. So.
0: I agree with you, girl, 100%. Like, we want to hear, and you know, what you guys are thinking about this conversation. Right. Because a conversation like this, it's kind of going to start a little fire, like people talking, because you can have all the people that want to reinstate corporal punishment on this mm-hmm. side, and folks are like, hey, nah, that's not cool. That's not what works. Mm-hmm. You know, let's take this, like you say, this more teamwork yeah. parenting yeah. approach, which is definitely yeah. a new yeah. modern Approach to parenting because parents back in the day did not give a flippity flip about what your opinion was, it did not matter as a child. You know what it. my mom
1: used to call it the fear of God, girl. The fear of God, They'll no, put the fear of God in your class. No, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's- opposed, to, you know,
0: that open approach like, Hey, I'm here for you. I think kids need, need to have that positive reinforcement. It does make a difference. It sound when you when you say it, it sounds cheesy. and It sounds
1: cliche, but damn it, that kind of stuff is needed because <laughs> you know these kids need to have. You know, we talked about love languages last season. Children have love languages, and they need to be met. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's an adults and your it's a parent's responsibility and an adult's responsibility. If you have a child, if you're a guardian, parent, whatever. It's your responsibility to know those love languages for that child so that you have a better understanding. Absolutely.
0: Girl, this, this topic here has really been a really insightful one and opening one. And I'm sure a lot of our viewers are like, you know, Hey, that was a good point. A lot of things that you brought up. I'm just like, wow. Ooh, makes you think. <laughs> makes, makes you think and it makes a lot of sense. And unfortunately it's a really sad situation that we're in. So um, once again, Guys, thank you so much for checking out another episode of Dynasty Queens. Do not forget to subscribe to the channel. We want to thank you for watching again. And in closing, your girl Nia J and I got the wonderful and this has been another episode of
1: Dynasty Queens. <laughs>